What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of the Eminem Show. Emily and I are super excited to be back with you guys. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Yes. Thanks for tuning in. Um, this week, we're going to be talking about building self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And there's two keys we want you guys to remember. The first is that confidence comes from making and keeping the promises we make to ourselves. And the second, we must derive confidence from the correct places. So let's do it. So the first one, we want to talk about making and keeping the promises we make to ourselves. So there's a few points that I thought about with this as I prepared for this podcast. Number one, confidence comes through consistency. Yes. Confidence comes from putting the reps in. You don't become confident, you know, shooting free throws if you haven't shot a ton of free throws. Or you don't become confident with talking to people if you don't talk to people. Right? Mm -hmm. It just takes time and uh, you just have to put in the reps. And you have to be willing to work and work and work and just put in the reps. Something I think about with this point that you've made, I... I th- the first session I did as a therapist, I was so not confident, but now I go in and I'm totally fine. Mm-hmm. And this is something I bring up with my clients all the time, and I bring in one of their skill sets. Say they're really good at tech and computers. I go, if you told me to go build a computer from scratch, how much confidence do you think I could do that? They're like, probably none. And the answer is probably slim to none, unless I could bring up YouTube videos or something. Like, even then, I would still really struggle and I wouldn't be that confident. And mm-hmm. it's because I haven't put in the reps. Mm-hmm. But as being a therapist, I've put in the reps. As a runner, I've put in the reps. But as a computer tech guy or girl, I have not put in the reps. I, my sound of my computer is broken and it's been broken since last year. I need you to fix that, by the way. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I got to fix that. Um, but yes, no, honestly, I, I it's it comes, to, it comes down to putting in the reps. Um, I'm thinking about the podcast right now. There is so much that goes into creating a podcast. That you wouldn't even think about. You would not even know until you know. Literally, there is so much that goes into it. Talking about being a computer tech guy or gal, honestly, I was so foreign to literally starting a podcast. And there's so much that goes into it. And now that we're in 10 episodes, congratulations to us. Um, you know, I, I built up a lot of confidence. I was like, oh, yeah, we can do this. Right. And it gets easier every time we do it. Yeah. This comes more natural every time we do it. Less, you know. Guys, we'll be hurting. honest. Uh, first couple episodes there, we're doing uh, probably three, four takes at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Press stop. We, we record that. It was bad. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we were. We you just. It just takes time. It takes time, and you have to be willing to put in the reps. Right. You mentioned running a little bit, and that's something that I really built up a lot of confidence in myself. Mm. I'm not the best best runner. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best runner. <laughs> not the best runner. I'm not the best runner from heart or from, from birth, really. I, I, uh, I've just built up a confidence in running because I've just done it. Over and over. So much over the last five years. Yeah. It is insane. Before I went to Korea on my mission, I was not a runner. I was, you know, graduate in high school and everything like that. I was, I was a lot bigger than I am now. <laughs> I was probably about 20, 25 pounds heavier. Um, and honestly, the thought of running sucked. I hated it. I hated mm-hmm. running, um, but I wanted to to get more into it. So I started something small and I started to be consistent with that. And I just, I put in so many miles. I put in the reps and I built up so much confidence that I'm doing, you know, crazy challenges like the 52 by 52, which is, you know, 52 marathons, you know, for 52 weeks mm-hmm. every week. And so right. you just, you just build that confidence over time by doing things. Right. And the confidence you build in yourself that, you know, it's like a non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. You get to that point. Right. You just do it so much, it just becomes a part of you. Mm-hmm. It really does. He becomes that non-negotiable, like you said. 
Um, I'm thinking about the business now and we've been doing it for a little while, but not, not that long. Right. We're only three months in, yeah. but we put in a lot of reps doing, you know, whatever thing. Right. And there's a model I go by and it's like, at least we're trying. At least we're trying. And <laughs> we're not being perfect. Right. <laughs> no, but we're, we're trying. And I don't love to be vulnerable, but I think it's really good for me to open about up about things, but Oh my goodness. When we first, you brought this to my attention, sheer panic of like, like we should do this. And I was like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like you name a thought that went through my mind. It probably went through the mind. At the point. <laughs> and I, and I just, I have this thing of always just, it's I, never good enough. I never feel like I'm good enough or like, I don't know. I, I don't really want to be seen in that way. Like I, and well, and I don't, I don't know. I kind of had, so, had some feelings about stepping up into the light a little bit and being vulnerable and on display for people. Right. Cause then I can be critiqued and I don't like that. And so starting this business has been something that I was really not confident about at the beginning. I was really pretty bashful about talking about it to people. Um, and I'm getting better and I'm getting more confidence as I've done the things. It's a lot less intimidating. I don't question myself as much. Um, per uh, clearly, I'm not perfect, and it comes up still. I mean, we do, right? We'll, right. We'll, we'll go back and forth, right? Sometimes I'll have a bad day. You have a bad day. It's like, like, what are we doing? But then we have each other's back. But yeah, it, it gets, it's an ongoing process. Yeah. And so I just kind of had to learn to embrace the not confident version and show up anyways yeah that's a really good yeah that's and really good i because sometimes i'm not feeling it i'll mm -hmm. like i'll post these things on instagram that are videos and i'm like oh my gosh like that sucks <laughs> like, so, but, but no not, one's saying that but. nobody's saying that but and also i take multiple takes so i only post the good one you know <laughs> and so i and i it just has been such a process of just embracing it and I will say, though, as I've been consistent and just showing up, I am trying. I My confidence has increased. I don't worry about it as much. I'm just able to embrace it and move forward despite those fears and those concerns in it. Exactly. And I think back to when we first started posting, um, just barely started, and we've learned so much just by doing it. Right. And so we can take that that idea, right, mm -hmm. going forward. And what do I mean by that? We can take the idea of, of going into this each situation as the learner rather right. than the expert. We're right. not expert content creators. We're not expert podcasters. We're not expert business people. But who cares? I'm a, I'm a learning business person. I'm a learning podcaster. I'm a learning content creator, right? Right. We're just learning. Right. And I think that's the best position to be in. You just, you just have to go into every situation as, as the learner and you say, whatever happens, I can learn from and grow from. I may not know yet, right? I don't know yet. I don't know how yet, right? You always just, just add that yet because you will be able to learn. We can learn all these things. Right. You can learn anything. I can learn how to make a computer work. Yeah, exactly. if I really wanted to. You could, right? So it's, we do, we just don't know yet. And, and if we really put in the work, the consistent reps will be able to learn. Yeah. And this really goes in well with falling in love. We talk about this all the time. Your 
confidence and everything about you needs to fall in love with the process. Your confident needs confidence needs to come from the process rather than the results. And the reason for this is, is the process is in our control versus the results are out of your control. Think about us doing this business. What can we control? We can tr- control how often we post, what we post, the quality of it, the consistency. We can control if we do external marketing things that we've been doing. And we have to take confidence in that versus the external results. And this is something that you've been really good at. And I'm still catching up and catching along. But it's just these metrics that we aren't, metrics, sorry, that aren't in our control. We can't worry about those. It's like people worrying about how many likes they get on Instagram. You can't control that. You can just, also, it doesn't matter, really. But if you care about that, like, it doesn't matter. It means, no, like, nothing. And that's totally outside of your control. And so falling in love with the process of doing something and learning how to do it and that you are showing up for yourself and it's you versus you, not you versus the freaking 50-year-old who's a business pro, right? It's okay to show up and fall in love and have confidence with that version of you that's just showing up and doing the process the day in and day out. And that's what really makes or breaks people in their confidence journey is we all want the same end goal. But the way you show up in the process, the day in and the the day out, is what gives you confidence, the process of doing it. If you love the process of doing it, you're going to get much further. It's like, what's that saying about the person who likes to walk versus loving walking? Yeah, the person who loves to walk walk further than the person who doesn't love to walk. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know know what you're talking about. I don't know. It's a great quote, guys. <laughs> you guys should really look it up. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I I'm thinking of. I told my my uh, one of my previous coworkers um, that the dream is not the dream doesn't happen. The dream doesn't occur when we've made it. When we when we've sold off. When we've made a lot of money. That's right. not the dream. The dream is the process. The dream is the doing. And to be able to say that you're living your dream. That's that's a pretty cool thing, and uh, I'll be honest, guys. We have not we have, in any successful metric in terms of results. We're not even close to where we want to be. Not even close, and I'll be the first to admit that. But that's not the dream. The dream is the process, right? And and, and we're living the dream. I am living my dream to be an entrepreneur, and and that's because I'm in the process, right? And so. The next point that we want to talk about, guys, is it's important that we derive confidence from the right place, right places. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Because there's a lot of places that we put our confidence in that aren't in our control, that are in other people's control, that are in outside metrics that that don't give that confidence that we're craving. We we incessantly, all the time, go after them, go after them, go after them, expecting confidence or hoping mm-hmm. for confidence, and it's not going to come. And so it's important that we we understand what's controllable and what's the non-controllables. Mm-hmm. Because life's full full of these non-controllables and moving parts, right? Mm-hmm. And we got to remember that it's that's important to place those our confidence in the things that we can control. Absolutely. And the perfect example that I'm thinking about is 
I think a lot of people, when they think confidence, what's the first thing you think of? What's the first thing you think of when you think of confidence? Like the guy asking the girl. Exactly. Out. You think yeah. of dating, right? Yeah. You think of like, oh, that's a confident man or that's a confident woman. And they're walking around, you know, chest held high, looking good, all attractive, all like that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a thing that we think about when, when it comes to confidence. Um, and I'm thinking when we're deriving confidence from in, in dating or we're a confident dater or we're confident in relationships when, and, and we're feeling it. Do you derive your confidence from the act of getting a girl's number? Mm. Or do you derive your confidence from being willing to go up and ask that girl for your number, right? Right. And so a lot of people, like, I, I've talked to a couple of my friends, right? They're like, oh, like, well, she's going to say no. Or she said no. And I just makes it sucks, whatever. And yes, it does suck. Right. But it's like they're placing their confidence in the ability to get that to get that result. Not in the fact that they asked. Exactly. To Not in, not in the fact that they're that willing to go up you know as uncomfortable as it might be but go up and talk to someone go up and ask right and so that's really the literal perfect example of placing your confidence the thing that you can't control what can you control going up and asking versus the things that you can't control which is the the result who knows what she's gonna say maybe she has a boyfriend maybe she's married maybe she's not interested in you who knows something that people make the big mistake in doing is putting too much emphasis on the outward rather than the inward confidence and the sense of self that people are craving truly comes from within. So if you're measuring it by anything besides within, it's going to fail. And so the process of this is you have to focus on your inward characteristics versus your outward appearances or outward possessions. We have to focus on your character and something we have talked about is me as a kid versus me now is very different. If you guys were to travel back in time with us, back to when I was a Peterson in the Peterson household, I was very in the background. I hid. I kind of just did my own thing. I kept my space. Um, And when I tell Michael this, he goes, that's just so opposite of what I know you as. And if you met me today, I would like to think I'm pretty confident. I like, I am confident. Um, I can always be improving. Um, but as a kid, I, I wasn't. And so how did I get here to someone that I can talk with people easily? I am sure of who I am and what I stand for. And how did I get to this place? I think there's two things that really stood out to me as a kid. As a kid, I had someone in my, in my presence that was really kind of picking on me, bullying me in some ways. And after they kind of left my presence, I really blossomed. So I think there's one aspect of, um, I was picked on a little bit as a really young kid and kind of squashed in that way. Um, so when that person kind of moved on and left, I was able to really come into myself. Another thing that I think about is, and it comes from this place of driving, my confidence from an inward place. I remember growing to, going to church growing up. There was a, in the youth program for the girls, there was this whole, I don't even know what it's called now, to be honest with you, uh, that we would state every Sunday. And two things that it stated was individual worth and divine nature. And as a girl, I it was my sophomore year, actually, because I remember I actually started praying my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I started praying for just, Hey, I'd like to know my individual worth. I'd like to know my divine nature and like truly what I'm made of. 
Um, and as I've grown through life and have continued to pray for that and to pray for that guidance, it truly has come to fruition for me of knowing my purpose for God, knowing what he's called me to do and being able to walk in that purpose for him. And I think that's truly what brings me confidence and in a much higher sense than myself. Mm-hmm. And I, and I hope that for everybody. And I think that's why we're so passionate about our beliefs and we would encourage everybody to have a, some sort of belief system, no matter what that is, because it brings such higher confidence and purpose that you can walk in and embrace. Um, even when things have gotten hard in our business or in my life, I've bounced back to the idea that God's asked me, God's called me. I can't walk away. And so I, I really derive my confidence from a place of a much higher power than something of this earth every time. And this is going to sound weird. So walk with me for walk with me, everyone, for a little bit. I use this with my clients, and you're probably gonna think I'm weird, but that's the whole point. Is I want you to think about a funeral you attended, an open casket funeral, and you stood next to that body. Was the body there? Yes. Were they there? No. They were not there. And so when it comes to confidence, you have to put stock into that part of you that quote unquote leaves or goes wherever you believe where it goes after this life, because that is who you are. That's what makes you you. That's what makes you significant because at that funeral, they're not talking about the body and what that body looks like in the casket. They're talking about you and your impact, who you were and what were your personality traits? What did you possess as a human, how did you influence people? How did you serve people? How did you help people? And so we as humans, we have to stop worrying about these outward appearances and how we appear to people, looks-wise, anything, materials, cars. And like, let's start putting stock into who you are as a human being. Right. Because that's what... It really is all about. And nothing else will ever fill that mm-hmm. gap in you. Nothing external ever will. 100%. Going you know, a little bit opposite of the example you gave, the person leaving the world versus the person coming into the world. Mm. And think about, you know, you see a newborn baby. Shout Perfection. out to, you know, shout out to Trevor, <laughs> a therapist. He, he gives this example and he says, if you, you know, if you ask anyone who's looking at a newborn baby, holding a newborn baby, they say, you know, what's the worth of this person on a scale of zero to 100 with this baby? Of course, everyone's going to say that's, that's worth a hundred. That's worth more than a hundred, hundred times hundred. Right. They're perfect. They, have, they haven't done anything. Right. That baby has not done any single thing. They have not looked a certain way. They have not um, done, you know, any outward expression or anything. Right. They're just, they're just them. They're just who they are. Mm-hmm. And their worth is 100 times 100 times 100. Right. And so the, the worth comes within. Why do we lose that as we grow? We lose that, hey, we're the same person as we were when we were zero. <laughs> when we were one day old. <laughs> yeah. We're the same person. And the worth of souls is great. It's 100 times 100 times 100, right? Mm-hmm. It's inherent. It's given, not earned. Yeah, yeah. Ex- that's a great way to put it. It is given. Yeah. It's not yours to give. It's not yours to take away. It's just is. That's powerful. 
right? Mm-hmm. Your worth is not earned. It's given. Earned. It's given, given, not earned. I love that. That's really good. I'm thinking about it. You know, let's get vulnerable here. A personal, personal experience. You know, growing up, I'll, I'll admit it. I didn't have the greatest body image uh, or, or self-confidence. And I kind of hided it. I hid it. I hid it in the form of co- a little bit of cockiness, right? A um, mm-hmm. little, little bit of body image growing up. And I just didn't really have the body that I wanted. Wasn't as tall as I wanted to be. Wasn't as ripped as I wanted to be. Wasn't as lean. Wasn't as, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that that kind of shaped me for a while of needing to be as ripped and lean and shredded and looking good as possible right. for a long while. And until I changed the mindset that my confidence is not going to change whether I'm shredded or not. Not at all. It's not going to change. What's going to change my confidence? The effort I put into to working hard and living a healthy lifestyle or, or mm-hmm. living or creating a healthy body, that's where my confidence is going to come right. from. Not the result of looking shredded, but the result of, of just doing it every day, of living healthy every day. You know, that that's where the confidence is going to come from. Yeah, I... And you love your enough, love yourself enough to show up for yourself in that way. Mm-hmm. It's like an it's an ultimate form of self love. You taking care of you and showing up for you is the form of self love that you need, and it's com- that's confidence. Confidence right? to its core. Yeah, is you showing up for yourself, which goes back to our first point, right? Being consistent for yourself, showing up for yourself, whether that's in academics or um, your career or your physical health mental health if that the very act that you're showing up is an act of self-love and self-confidence the act of showing up day in and day out mm-hmm. goes to the first point of, of putting in the reps day in and day out that's what the confidence comes from 100 mm-hmm. because then it becomes undeniable exactly it, it truly does become undeniable mm-hmm. okay guys so in wrapping up let's uh let's touch home on some practical steps and, and actions we can take and implement into our own lives. Um, and there's this acronym that we use, and it's the VGP. And it's V for vision, G for goals, and P for plans. And Emily taught this to me, and I absolutely love it. I use it every time I create um, a vision or a goal or anything for my life. Um, I use VGP. <laughs> and so starting out with vision, it is the vision for your life, the vision that you want. And so when you're thinking about a vision, it's big picture. It's broad. It's it's it should be long term. It should be you know take consistent effort. It should be something that's gonna gonna take your whole life or or a very long time to develop develop into something. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm giving an example, it's people always make the goal. Oh, I want to lose ten pounds. No, first they must start with the vision. What's the vision? The vision is I want to live a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Very broad. Yeah. Yeah, I want to live a healthy lifestyle. It's not I want to be shredded. It's not whatever, whatever. It's I want to live a healthy lifestyle. Right. That's the vision. Mm-hmm. Big picture and broad. Yeah. Moving into goals. So goals, the way I like to think about goals, it's specific, measurable, and within your control. Yeah. And, and the most important one being within your control. Um, and it has to be, th- this is how you know that you're that you're achieving your vision. Mm-hmm. Is, is the way you, you uh, measure your goals. That's, that's how you know mm-hmm. that you're, that you're achieving your vision. And so they also have to obviously be specific because that's, you know, the specific specificity shows what trajectory trajectory you're on. 
make sure that they're always in your control. And so, you know, there's a difference between, you know, I'm going to sell five cars. My goal is to sell five cars versus I'm going to call 20 people because it's going to take 20 people to probably sell five cars, right? Right. Selling five cars is not within your control. Calling 20 people to sell five cars, that's in your control. Yes. Yeah. Right. Or going back to the healthy example, the eating example, it's I want to lose five pounds. That's not, that's so without your control. It's, it's unbelievable. It comes down to what you can control. What can you control? What you eat. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you say, okay, I'm going to eat a little bit less. I'm going to be in a caloric deficit. Okay. That's exactly what you can control. Mm -hmm. And that can be measurable. But the five pounds that is so variable and who knows that just, that's going to lie with outside your control. So focus on the things that you can. Love that. And the last one, guys, the last one is P for plan. And, and that, this is where the, the work happens. This is where you put in the reps. This is where you, that you are consistent. Um, and I like to think of it in three things. So for plan, you want to do one behavior at a time, make it astronomically small and make it something that you can repeat day in and day out. Something that you can be consistent with and put in the reps over time. All right, guys. Remember VGP, vision, goals, and plan. Thanks for tuning in for this week's episode to the M&M Show. It's always a pleasure speaking with you guys. Yes, we appreciate it, guys. Have a good week. See you.